Welcome to Personal Branding with Lynn, a podcast for creatives launching your side hustle or second career. If you are a new creative business owner and you're struggling to find out how you can promote yourself authentically, find your ideal customers, and create a sales process that keeps customers in the pipeline, then you need a personal brand. That means if you own a business, you have a much better chance of winning people's trust if you bond with them first as a human being, and you do that by creating a personal brand. And that's the mission of this podcast. We will learn how to use a personal brand to help you launch and propel your creative business. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello again, and welcome to episode 21 of the podcast. This is Linford Morton, and this is actually the second episode in season two, which is, and season two is basically the virtual course on personal branding. That's sort of how I like to think of season two. We're going to go from start to finish, everything you need to know about personal branding. And last week we started it by talking about what it is. And today we're going to also set the stage on personal branding by talking about what's what's possible, what's the potential for you if you take this approach to your, your creative business. So because of this, we have, we're going to have, and, and, and the case I'm going to try and make for you today is because of personal branding, we have a unique opportunity to make a good living. And it and it might not be as far-fetched as it seems to to get there. Um, you know, this is not a get rich quick approach, but it is if you if you think about what we're doing and we're gonna crunch some numbers today and uh, something for your back of the envelope planning if you are working on your startup concept for your side hustle or your second career. So Thank you for spending some time with me again. My name is Linford Morton. My friends call me Lynn, and I include you in that number. And I'm so glad that we get to talk about one of my favorite subjects again, which is personal branding, marketing, business, entrepreneurship, and all that good stuff. So here we go on episode 21, and we continue with season two next. How is your personal brand likely being perceived? You know, that depends on a number of factors, and some of it impacts how you professionally appear based on industry standards, you know, how well you're using the tools that help you begin and nurture relationships with potential customers, and how, and, and not just that, but how you talk about yourself. And all, so many of these things go into how you are perceived and, you know, how willing that that ideal customer will be to work with you or to want to work with you. Well, to help you figure out or at least sh- get a glimpse into how you might be showing up online, I created a personal brand audit. And and 
it's not as uh, an audit like a tax audit, which is going to be painful. This one is just 10 simple questions. And the questions after you answer them, there's a short discussion. It's designed to give you some something to think about and to, to see where your strengths might be and where you might need to invest a little more time and deliberate energy and focus in creating your personal brand. So it's a personal brand audit. And again, a good insight to how your personal brand is is evolving and how you might be showing up on online and it might adjust just might show you where your blind spots are. So go to personalbrandaudit.co personalbrandaudit.co and enter your your name and email and you can begin your your audit to see how you are showing up. And then when you figure it out, let me know how you did. I'm always interested in hearing how these things work for everyone. All right. Personalbrandaudit.co. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. So begins one of the more famous mini bios and personal branding examples. And if you're a fan of music from the 70s, like I am, you recognize this as the intro to Billy Joel's iconic song, Piano Man. I was listening to the song recently, and I realized that there are several personal branding, branding lessons tucked into the verses. The song is somewhat autobiographical because Billy Joel, who grew up in Long Island, said he signed a horrible record deal and he moved out to L.A. to, air quotes, hide for a while. He said while he was there, he worked in a piano bar for about six months under the name Bill Martin. And because he needed to make some money, he worked there for union scale and tips. Now, Joel, Billy Joel is a guy who went on to have this his, this this amazing career where he closed down Shea Stadium, if you know that iconic comer, that um, concert, and then he sells out a standing gig in Madison Square Garden up until the time that that the pandemic hits. But we meet him in a piano bar, and in that piano bar, I think we can learn how to use personal branding to make a good living because you don't need to fill up Shea Stadium or Madison Square Garden to do it. You can start in a piano bar with just the regular crowd shuffle who shuffles in and do pretty well there too. So the regular crowd shuffles in. That's the first thing you want to try to to cultivate a regular crowd or or fans or customers, if you will. You know, if you listen to the song, Billy Joel goes on to describe his patrons in familiar detail, meaning he knew their names. He knew a little bit about each of them because he got to know them working with them over, you know, that time he was there. And so at this point, he has this room full of fans who he knows and he, he and and 
you come to the part where they say, sing us a song, you're the piano man, sing us a song tonight, we're all in the mood for melody, and you've got us feeling all right. And, and, and here we go, we have a room full of people who are all just, sing us a song, and they're all, they all come every week to hear the same guy, and just because they love us so much. And you got to think, when you have a creative business where you have people who love what you do so much that they seek you out, and they you know, they continue asking for whatever you have to offer. That's the, that's the beginning of the, of the process that we're talking about. And that's what you can begin to create when you cultivate a personal brand, because with the personal brand that you are attracting them to your unique skill sets and gifts, as well as your product and services. So, I want to share a couple viewpoints with you because I talked about last week what personal branding is. And now I want to talk a little bit about what's possible with it. And I'm going to share a couple of viewpoints from two, two of my, some, you know, favorite two, two thinkers that I really admire. And the first is Kevin Kelly. Now he introduced a concept called 1,000 True Fans. And here's how it works. I'm going to read what he says. He says, to be a successful creator, you don't need millions. You don't need millions of dollars or millions of customers or millions of clients or millions of fans. To make a living as a craftsperson, a photographer, musician, designer, author, animator, app maker, entrepreneur, or inventor, all you need is 1,000 True Fans. Now, a true fan is going to be someone who will buy anything you produce. These are the people who show up at 9 o'clock on Saturday and say, play us a song, Mr. Piano Man. These are the diehard fans who will drive 200 miles to hear you sing. They will buy the hardback and paperback and audible versions of your book. They will purchase your next figurine, sight unseen. They will pay for the best of DVD. They'll 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 frequent your YouTube channel. They will come to your chef's table once a month. And if you have roughly a thousand true fans like this, also known as super fans, you can make a good living. And if you're content to make a living, but not a fortune, you can do well. Now, I'm sure if any of you have been in business for a little while, you can probably close your eyes and think of a, a few of your super fans or true fans, the people, there are always going to be people who just love what you do and support you no matter what. And, and so this is what, you know, what Kevin Kelly is talking about. So he goes, here's how the math works. You need to meet two criteria. First, you have to create enough each year so that you can earn on average $100 profit from each true fan. Now, that's easier to do in some arts and businesses than others, but but it is a good creative challenge in every area because it's always easier and better to give your existing customers more than it is to find new fans. So what do you, what, so what do we get from that? One, once you have your fans, you have to find out how you can create a recurring product or a product that you can sell to your fans. And, and if you do that, if you can keep $100 from each true fan, then you just need 1,000 of them to earn $100,000 a year. 
And that's a pretty good living in most parts of the country, in most parts of the world. Now, not every fan will be a super fan. And while while you have support of a thousand true fans, and that might be sufficient for your living, you'll have other fans who aren't that hardcore uh, super fan status, right? And and these these are these are good. These fans are great because they'll fill in with the extra dollars you need. You know, you can have an additional fifty percent of your revenue coming from them. But you want to focus your marketing on the super fans because the enthusiasm of these true fans will increase the patronage of the regular fans. Meaning if you get these guys so excited about it, they'll go out and tell other people and you can grow based on that. I used to, my business coach used to say, you want to create people who will go out and sneeze you to everyone. This is his way of talking about, you know, virality. Make them sneeze you everywhere you go. So the true fans are not only the direct source of your income, but they also become your chief marketing force to the ordinary fans because they're going to be talking about you. Now, you th- now you've got to imagine the folks who came to see Billy Joel, Joel at the piano bar who really loved him are going to go out and tell their friends, you got to come out to see this guy who is playing every Saturday night at whatever the bar is. And because they're so excited, they tell 10 friends and they, let's say five come along. You not only get the income from that one super fan, but you also get the residuals from the other people that they tell about you and who, for whom their enthusiasm spreads. And even a percentage of percentage of them might become super fans too. So, a thousand fans, when you think about it, spending a hundred dollars gives you a hundred thousand dollars, and that makes it almost attainable. But how do you get to a thousand? Well, let's talk. Let's turn to Seth Godin, who is another favorite author of mine. And Seth says, first find ten people, ten people who you trust and who you respect who you who need you and who listen to you these are the the 10 people you want to start with with anything you want to sell and if they love it then they'll find 10 more people to tell and that gets you to 100 so now we're moving in 10x now here's the flip side if they don't love it now you know you need a new product that's some valuable information because these 10 people will let you know and you can use them as your early research to find a good product. So if they love it, then you're going to send them out there to spread the word and do, you know, help you amplify your marketing. And if they don't love it, then you can go back to the drawing board and go, okay, what else can I create that they might love? So, that's just the way your idea spreads and your business grows. And it might not be overnight, but it's faster than you can imagine. Now, this approach can change the, the posture and timing of everything you do according to, according to Seth Godin. You no longer need to market to anonymous masses because they're not anonymous and they're not masses. You can market to people who are willing participants like this group of 10. So start with 10. 
Each of them tells 10 friends, that gets you to 100. Each of them tells 10 friends, and before you know it, you have this 10x growth growth cycle. It's a simple plan, but you can see how with the numbers, it just can work. You need a $100 product to sell monthly, and $100 is not a lot these days. And just think about it, if your product is more, if you're selling a $1,000 product, then you only need to sell it to 100 people, right? And, and, and so you can use that sliding scale based on the, the amount of the product and, you know, come up with how many people you really need to reach. But the point is, you really want to cultivate the people who are the diehard fans and create products for them and market to them so that they can amplify going forward. Now, here is why the personal branding approach is important. The process, here's how Kevin Kelly describes it. He goes, if you lived in any of the two million small towns on earth, you might be the only one in your town to crave death metal music or get turned on by whispering or want left-handed fishing reels. But before the web, and, and before the web, you'd never be able to satisfy that desire. You'd be alone in your fascination. But now... Satisfaction is just one click away. Whatever your interests as a creator are, your 1,000 true fans are just one click from you. And as far as I can tell, there's nothing, no product, no idea, no desire without a fan base on the internet. Everything made, thought of, can interest at least one person in a million. It's a low bar. And yet if one person in a million were interested. That's potentially 7,000 people on the planet. And that means a one in a million appeal can find 1,000 true fans. The trick is to practically find those fans or more accurately have them find you. And that's where the personal branding approach comes in. Because if you do the things that we're going to talk about as we continue down this path um, with the, with the next episodes if you do these things where you now, you know you what your unique gift is and you know how to talk about it and share and also go out and market it and, and build a funnel to attract those people, if you can do those things, you will attract these people who fit into that super fan, uh, uh, who fit under that super fan or true fan umbrella. And the personal branding approach is uniquely suited for that because that is basically what you're doing. You're going out and you're trying to market to find that small niche who's going to be, who's going to want to go deep with whatever you have. And then you're going to sell to them and let them amplify what you do. So in closing, I want you to think about that because that is your challenge. You need to be ready to share your creative gift or service when the regular crowd shuffles in. And to get them, you're going to start with 10. So that's what we do next. We, we make a list of 10 people who you know need, love, and want whatever it is that you have to sell. Find those 10 people and, and, and use the next month to really focus on them and create for them and sell to them and then give them the tools to share with other people. 
And we'll talk about what that looks like starting next week. All right? Start with 10, get to 1,000 true fans, and pretty soon you have your own little piano bar room full of people singing along to your tune. Thanks again for joining me for season two, episode 21 of the podcast. And we talked about the magic number you need to make a good living, which is 1,000, 1,000 true fans. And of course, we know that we will start with 10 and we'll get there in multiples of 10. But it's about where we put our focus and our energy and our messaging. And I hope that you took something interesting from this and that it stirs us something in you to want to go out and try and create the people who are really going to help you move your business forward. All right. So join me again next week. Well, today is Tuesday because Monday was a holiday, but we'll be back again next Monday to talk about the next step in your personal branding journey. Thanks for listening to Personal Branding with Lynn. If you took something helpful from today's episode that you plan to put into practice, I'd love to hear about it. Please let me know and share it with our listening friends. We'd love to encourage and support you along your path. Leave a comment wherever you heard this or at Personal Branding with Lynn, either on Facebook or on Instagram. Don't forget you can subscribe at lynnmorton.com forward slash subscribe and share this episode with another creative business owner. That's it for now. Let's get together next Monday and do it all over again. Good luck this week. Cheers. <laughs>